We're going to be learning in Chidushim Aron Riz HaLevi, the fourth and final piece in Ilchus Chametzu Matzah. This is Perek Zayin Halacha Tess. And this is an epic piece from Reb Velvel, where he articulates two major perspectives, as he often does, in the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder. So he's going to show how the Rambam and Tosvos have two totally different views of what the essence of this mitzvah is. Now, there is a story regarding the background of this piece, which is mentioned from Rabbi Velvel's nephew, Rabbi Yosef Dov Salavechik, in Sefer Nefesh Harav, as well as in the Haggadah Siach Hagrid. So apparently Rabbi Yosef Dov said that the background story was that Rabbi Velvel was visiting his father, Rabbi Moshe, during World War I, and there was no wine for the Seder. So they sat down to go through these halachas, and this piece came about. And we'll see at the end that there is a practical discussion about a case where someone doesn't have wine. I'm a little skeptical about this story because it seems to give Reb Moshe Soloveitchik a lot of credit for this piece when it's in the Sefer written by Reb Velvel. But it's always possible that there's a kernel of truth to it that some of these ideas began in that story when Reb Velvel and Reb Moshe, the two brothers, were learning through these halachas and then over the years Reb Velvel developed it. The Rambam writes, Shasa arba kosos elu mazug. If someone drinks the four cups at the Seder from undiluted wine. So in the olden days, they used to have a very thick wine, like a syrup, and then they would dilute it with water. So if someone drank it without diluting it, So the Rambam rules that in such a case, they partially fulfilled the mitzvah. They fulfilled the drinking of four cups of wine, but they did not fulfill the aspect of freedom. Now, Shasa Arbakosos Mizugin Bivas Achas, let's say they drank diluted wine, but they drank them all at once. So instead of spacing them out throughout the Seder like it's supposed to be done, he just drank four cups at once. So here the Rambam rules the exact opposite. He's fulfilled the aspect of freedom, but he has not fulfilled the commandment to drink four cups because he drank them all at once. So now the source for this halacha is the Gemara in Psachim Kufches, but the language that the Gemara uses is slightly different from what the Rambam said. The Gemara said, Shasan Chai Yatza. If he drank undiluted wine, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Amar Rava Yayin Yatza, Cherus Lo Yatza. Rava said that he fulfilled the mitzvah of wine, but not the mitzvah of freedom. Then Shasan Bivas Achas, if he drank them all at once, so Rav Amar Yedei Yayin Yatza, Yedei Arbakosos Lo Yatza. Rav said, then he fulfilled the mitzvah of wine, but not the mitzvah of four cups. So the way our Gemara has it, in both cases, he fulfilled the mitzvah of wine. But in the first case where it was undiluted, he did not fulfill the mitzvah of cherus, of freedom. And in the second case where he drank them all together, he did not fulfill the mitzvah of four cups. Now, the Rif has a different version of the Gemara. And his version is along the lines of the Rambam, where there's a symmetry between the two cases that they have the opposite rulings. So according to the Rif, in the first case, of Shasan Chai, where the wine was undiluted, the Gemara says, Yedei Arbakosos Yatza. He fulfilled the mitzvah of the four cups, not freedom. And in the next case, where he drank them all at once, Yedei Cherus Yatza. He fulfilled the mitzvah of freedom, but not the four cups. So the Rif's version of the Gemara is what the Rambam records in this halacha, that there is symmetry. In the case of undiluted wine, he fulfills the mitzvah of drinking four cups of wine, but not 
freedom because he didn't drink a nice cup of wine. And in the case where he drank them all at the same time, so he fulfills the mitzvah of freedom because he had a nice cup of wine, but he does not fulfill the mitzvah of drinking the four cups. Now, Rashi and the Rashbam, who have our version of the Gemara, so they understand what does it mean to not fulfill the mitzvah of freedom? What is the mitzvah of freedom? So Rashi and the Rashbam explain that it means the person did not do the mitzvah in the ideal way. A person is supposed to go to the Seder and drink a nice cup of wine. Since they drank a syrupy wine, so this mitzvah was not done in the ideal way, even though they completely fulfilled the mitzvah. And that's what the Ran says explicitly, that it means shalokim mitzvah min hamuvchar. He didn't do the mitzvah in the ideal way, but he did fulfill the mitzvah of drinking the four cups. Now, in the next case, where he drank all four cups at the same time, so the Gemara, according to our version, says that he fulfills the mitzvah of wine, but not the mitzvah of the four cups. So what is the mitzvah of wine? So the Rashbam and Tosos explain that it refers to Simchas Yom Tov, the mitzvah to enjoy Yantif through drinking wine. So even though this person did not fulfill the mitzvah of drinking the four cups at the Seder, they did fulfill a totally different mitzvah of drinking wine on Yantif to enjoy Yantif. So that works according to the version that Rashi and the Rashbam and Tosvos have, that the Gemara says that if he drinks them bevas achas, he fulfilled yidei yayin, the mitzvah of wine, but not the mitzvah of four cups. So you could interpret that like the Rashbam and Tosvos to be talking about simchas yom tov. But according to the Rif and the Rambam, in that line, the Gemara says yidei cherus yatza, that by drinking four cups of wine at the same time, he fulfills the mitzvah of freedom. So what does that mean, the mitzvah of freedom? There's no mitzvah that we know of to experience freedom at the Seder. Rashi and the Rashbam interpreted it in the line before that it means it's not an ideal mitzvah. But that's not going to fit into the Rif and the Rambam because of their version in the Gemara. It says that drinking the four cups at the same time fulfills freedom. So according to the Rif and the Rambam, what is this concept of freedom that's separate from drinking the four cups what are the two concepts that the Gemara is talking about? Drinking four cups and experiencing freedom. According to the version of Rashi and Tosfos, so the Gemara is talking about different concepts. There's the mitzvah of drinking four cups of wine at the Seder. There's the mitzvah of drinking wine on Yantif. And then there's the mitzvah in Hamuvchar that it's best to do the mitzvah of the four cups in the ideal way. So those are all distinct concepts. But according to the Rif and the Rambam's version of the Gemara, so both concepts of Cherus and the four cups are connected. They're both included in the mitzvah of drinking the four cups. So what are these two aspects in the mitzvah of drinking the four cups of wine at the Seder. So Rav Velvel explains that there are two different aspects to the mitzvah of drinking the four cups at the Seder. And this is based on Tosvos at the beginning of Arve Psachim. The Mishnah says that every poor person needs to get four cups of wine for the Seder. So Tosvos writes, It sounds like from the language of the Mishnah that only the head of the household, the Baal Habayis, gets four cups, but not not everyone that's going to be at his Seder. 
So let's say he has 10 kids at the Seder. He doesn't get four cups of wine for everyone, just for himself. And he fulfills everyone else's obligation by drinking the four cups. So the head of the household drinking the four cups fulfills the obligation for everyone. And Toso says this makes sense. Because says Tosvos, we do this all the time, every Shabbos, that one person can make Kiddush and fulfill the obligation of Kiddush for everyone else. So why should the four cups at the Seder be any different? One person can fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups and everyone else at the Seder fulfills their mitzvah through that person. So Rab Velvel says that his father Rab Chaim was bothered. How can Tosos compare the four cups to Kiddush? Because when it comes to Kiddush, the mitzvah is to make the bracha. Now you need to have a cup of wine in order to make the bracha and someone needs to drink it. But the mitzvah is making the bracha. As opposed to the four cups where the mitzvah is drinking the wine, not making the bracha. So even though when it comes to Kiddush, one person could fulfill someone else's obligation, that's because they both hear the bracha. But when it comes to the four cups, they each need to drink their own cup. So that was Rab Chaim's question on Tosvos. Says Rab Chaim, we see from this Tosvos a very radical idea that Tosvos holds the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder is to make the bracha, not to drink the wine. So it is parallel to Kiddush. The point of the four cups at the Seder is to be able to make the brachas on those cups, not the actual drinking of the cups. So that's why it's exactly parallel to Kiddush. Just like one person could fulfill other people's obligation of Kiddush, so too can they fulfill other people's obligation of the four cups by making the brachas and drinking it. And Rab Velvel brings another proof to this approach from the commentary of the Vilna Gaon on the Shulchan Arach Arachayim Simen Reish Ayin Aleph Sif Yud Dalid, which deals with the laws of Kiddush. So the Shulchan Arach there quotes a debate between the Rush and Tosvos, whether the drinking of the cup can be done by two people. So the Kiddush cup has to be drunk a cheekful, but what happens if two people each drink half of a cheekful? So do we combine their drinking together or one person has to drink the full amount? Now, the Vilna Gaon in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch always quotes the sources for the various opinions. So the Vilna Gaon says the source for the Rush's view that one person has to drink the Kiddush cup, not a combination of people, is the Gemara in Psachim Kufches, which says when it comes to drinking the four cups, ishti ruba dekasa, that one person has to drink a majority of the cup. So that is the measurement for the four cups, a majority of the cup, and the Gemara in Psachim says that one person has to drink it, not a few people. So from there, the rush learned that when it comes to Kiddush, also one person has to drink the measurement. Now, Tosvos holds that when the Gemara says Vihu, that he has to drink the four cups, it refers to a combination of people. In other words, everyone together can drink the cup. So again, we see from this comment of the Vilna Gaon that according to Tosvos, that two people can drink the Kiddush cup together, the same is true of the four cups at the Seder. Two people or more would be able to drink it together. So again, this proves Rab Chaim's point that according to Tosvos, the mitzvah of the four cups is not the drinking, in which case, how could we combine multiple people together? Each person would have to 
drink the cup on their own, but rather the mitzvah is the bracha, and since they were able to make the bracha, it doesn't matter if a few people drink it together. It's the same as the Kiddush cup. Once they make the bracha, so then a few people can drink it because the main thing is the bracha. So this comment of the Vilna Gaon also reinforces Rab Chaim's understanding of Tosos' approach. And even more so, this comment of the Vilna Gaon tells us the source for Tosos' approach. Because according to Tosvos, the Gemara itself says that each person doesn't need to drink the four cups. A few people can drink the cup together. So the very point of that line is that the mitzvah of the four cups is not drinking the cup, it's the bracha on the cup, but the drinking can be done by a few people. So that is the very source of Tosos' view that the four cups are not about drinking it as we see that each person doesn't need to drink a cup on their own. And in the parentheses, Rab Velvel explains this further, that according to the Rush, the point of this line in the Gemara is that even though the person did not drink the entire cup because someone else drank part of it, they gave someone in their family a drink, since they drank a majority of the cup, so they fulfilled their mitzvah of the four cups. So the point of the Gemara is that you do not need to drink the entire cup for the four cups. A majority is good enough. But according to Tosvos, that everyone's drinking combines together. So this guy drank together with some of the members of his household. But all of their drinking together is part of the mitzvah. So what's the point of this line in the Gemara? They did drink the entire cup together. So what's the Gemara teaching us? Says Rav Velvel, it must be that the Gemara is teaching us that you do not need to drink the cup. That's the whole point. The cup needs to be drunk in order to make the bracha, but you do not need to drink it in order to fulfill the mitzvah. So this proves the overall approach of Rab Chaim within Tosvos, and now we see it according to the Vilna Gon as well, that the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder is not to drink the cups, it's to make the bracha, but it's like any other kos shal bracha, wine which has a bracha made on it, that it doesn't really matter who drinks it, so long as someone drinks it, the main thing is that the people need to hear the brachas. So that's the way it works when it comes to the four cups. Now, says Rab Velvet, even though this is the view of Tosvos, but this is a debate. This is not agreed upon by all Rishonim. And in the parentheses, he adds that even though the Vilna Gaon assumes this approach, it's because he's explaining Tosvos and the Rush, and they hold that one person could fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups on behalf of another. So obviously the mitzvah is not to drink it, the mitzvah is to make the bracha. So that's why the Vilna Gaon adopts this approach within Tosvos and the Rush. But others disagree. And the proof for that is that Tosvos has another view in Psachim Kufzayin. Tosvos explains that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups, you have to drink a melo lugmav, which is a cheekful, which is a majority of a revius, which is the standard measurement in halacha for liquids. So a revius would be the amount that fits in someone's mouth, and a cheekful would be a little bit more than half of that. So according to Tosvos, that is the minimum measurement for the four cups. And that's how he interprets the line in the Gemara that a person has to drink a majority of the cup. The cup in this case refers to a revius, the standard measurement of a cup. And a person has to drink a majority of the cup, meaning a cheekful, which is a little more than half. 
And that's what Tosfos says on Kofches as well. So the view of Tosfos is that the standard cup for the four cups at the Seder is the same size as the Kiddush cup, a Revius. And the person has to drink a little bit more than half of that, which is the standard measurement for Kiddush as well. The Gemara in Psachim Kufzayin says that the minimum measurement for Kiddush is that the person has to drink Melo Lugmav. So according to Tosvos, Kiddush and the four cups are exact parallels. In each of them, there has to be a Revius in the cup and the person has to drink Melo Lugmav. Now, why didn't the Gemara say Revius when it comes to the four cups? So Tosvos on Kufzayin explains because not everyone is a revius. If someone is as large as Og Melech Habashan, a giant, so obviously his mouth can hold a lot more liquid, so the sizes would be a lot bigger. The sizes that the Gemara is giving is talking about a standard person who can hold a revius of liquid in their mouth, so a little bit more than half of that fits in one cheek. But if the person would be much larger or much smaller, so then the amounts would be adjusted accordingly. So that's why the Gemara just leaves it as a cup because for each person, the measurement might be a little bit different depending on the size of their mouth. But the basic idea, according to Tosvos, is that the four cups at the Seder and the Kiddush cup work exactly the same. In all these cases of a Koshal bracha, whenever we make a bracha on a cup of wine, so the measurement for the cup is what fits in someone's mouth. The standard size of that is a revius and the standard amount that the person has to drink is a little more than half, which is Melo Lugmav. And that's across the board. So this fits in with Tosos's overall view that Kiddush and the four cups are equivalent. The Rambam, on the other hand, disagrees with Tosfos about how much needs to be drunk. So in Hilchus Chametzu Matzah Zion Tess, the Rambam says, If he drank a majority of the cup, so then he fulfills his mitzvah. So according to the Rambam, one has to drink a majority of the cup for the four cups, which is different than Kiddush. Let's say someone has a massive Kiddush cup and it holds a liter of wine. So for Kiddush, they only need to drink a Melo Lugmav, even though it's a very small amount of the actual cup, because that is the rule of Kiddush. You don't need to drink a majority of the cup. You need to drink a majority of the Revius, regardless of how large the cup is. The cup needs to hold a minimum of a Revius, but if it's much larger than that, the person still only drinks a Melo Lugmav. That's all when it comes to Kiddush. But for the four cups, you need to drink a majority of the cup, not a Melo Lugmav. So the cup needs to hold a minimum of a revius, but if it holds four reviuses, then you'd need to drink more than half of that, a little more than two reviuses. So when it comes to the four cups, the Rambam says that the measurements are totally different than Kiddush. It doesn't have to do with the mouth size of the person themselves. It has to do with the size of the cup, and they must drink more than a majority of the cup. And that's also the view of the Ramban, which is quoted by the Beis Yosef and the Shulchan Arach and Arachaim Simon Tuf Ayin Beis Sif Tes that even if the cup is very large, a person has to drink a majority of the cup in order to fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder. So the Ramban is very clear that there's a difference between the Kiddush cup versus the four cups at the Seder, how much you have to drink. And the Ran in Arve Psachim as well makes this distinction that when it comes to the Kiddush cup, a person only needs to drink Melo Lugmav, even if it's a very large cup, where 
Whereas the four cups at the Seder, they need to drink a majority of the cup. It's not enough to just taste a little bit of the wine. To have a small malolugmav amount, they have to drink a majority of the cup. And that's what the language of the Rambam also seems to indicate, that there is this key difference in terms of how much needs to be drunk between a regular kos shal bracha versus the four cups at the Seder. So says Rab Velvel, the simple explanation for the view of the Rambam, the Ramban, and the Ran is that they hold there's a fundamental difference between the Kiddush cup versus the four cups at the Seder. When it comes to Kiddush, the main mitzvah is making the bracha. Now, once you make the bracha, so you have to drink some of the wine, but it's enough to taste the wine, which is melod lugmav. There's no need to drink the whole cup because the main mitzvah has been fulfilled through the bracha. As opposed to the four cups at the Seder, the main mitzvah is not making the bracha. It's drinking the cup of wine. So it's not enough to just taste the wine, to drink a little bit of it. One has to drink a majority of the cup in order to fulfill the basic mitzvah of drinking the four cups. Now, you don't need to drink the entire cup because we have a general principle in halacha of rubo kekulo, that a majority is like the whole thing. So we apply that principle to this case, even though the person should drink the entire cup in order to fulfill the mitzvah. But once they drink a majority, rubo kekulo kicks in and it's as if they drank the entire cup. So that's why a majority is sufficient. But malolugmav would not be enough because that's just a taste of the wine and that's not enough when it comes to the four cups. And Ravelvel adds that afterwards he found this explanation in the Bach's commentary on the tour in Simon Tuf Ayin Bays. So according to this, the Rambam, the Ramban, and the Ran are disagreeing with the fundamental premise of Tosfos. Tosvos holds that the mitzvah of drinking the four cups is the same as the mitzvah of Kiddush and any kos shal bracha. So the main thing is making the bracha, and now one has to drink the wine because they made the bracha, but it's enough to just taste it. So that's why the measurement for the four cups at the Seder is the same as Kiddush. It's a malot lugmav, a cheekful depending on the size of that person's mouth. But there's no need to drink a majority of the cup. And based on that, Tosvos says that one one person could fulfill this mitzvah for everyone else at the Seder, just like at Kiddush, one person can fulfill the mitzvah for others. The Rambam, Ramban, and Ran totally disagree with this whole view. They understand that the four cups at the Seder are totally different than Kiddush and a regular kos shal bracha. When it comes to Kiddush, the mitzvah is to make the bracha. But when it comes to the four cups, the mitzvah is to drink the cup. So that's why the measurement is a majority of the cup, not a majority of a revius. They understand the Gemara totally literally, that the Gemara means you have to drink a majority of the cup, whatever cup you're using. It's not a reference to the overall halacha of measurements of a revius and a malolugmav. Those categories are totally irrelevant when it comes to the four cups at the Seder. Those categories have to do with te'ima, tasting the wine. But when it comes to the four cups, you have to drink the entire cup. So Melo Lugmav is totally irrelevant to the four cups. The Gemara means it literally that whatever cup you're using, you have to drink a majority of that cup because a majority is as if you drank the whole cup. And that's the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder, to drink the entire cup. So it's going to follow that according to this view of the Rambam and the Ramban, one cannot fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups on behalf of someone else. So they totally disagree with Tosos' idea that one person 
person can fulfill the mitzvah. For others, according to the Rambam and the Ramban, each person needs to drink the cups on their own. So there's a very fundamental and important debate between Tosos and the Rambam. What is the essence of the mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder? According to Tosos, it's the same as Kiddush. So the basic mitzvah is to make the brachas. The drinking is secondary. And that's how Rab Chaim explained the view of Tosfos. That since Tosos compares Kiddush and the four cups, so he's telling us that the main mitzvah of the four cups is the bracha, not the drinking. Whereas the Rambam disagrees with this and he holds that the main mitzvah of the four cups at the Seder is the drinking. And in fact, Rab Velvel adds that that's the language of the Rambam in Zion, Zion. He says, Everyone has to drink four cups of wine at the Seder. So the Rambam emphasizes that the mitzvah is the drinking of the four cups. So that's like his view that that is the essence of the mitzvah of the four cups. So now building on this very fundamental debate, so Rab Velvel applies it back to the original issue that he began with, to the cases in the Gemara where someone drank undiluted wine or they drank all the cups at the same time. So based on this debate, he explains the Rambam and the Rif's version of the Gemara versus Rashi and the Rashbam. Again, the Rif and the Rambam's version of the Gemara was that Shasan Bivas Achas, if he drinks all four cups at the same time, so he fulfilled the freedom, Yedei Cherus, but he did not fulfill Yedei Arbakosos, the four cups. And the reverse, if he drank it Chai, undiluted, so he fulfilled the four cups, but he did not fulfill the freedom. So the question was, what are we talking about freedom? What does that concept mean? And how is it possible to fulfill freedom without fulfilling the four cups? So Reb Velvel explains, based on the language of the Rambam and Chametz Umatza Zayin Vav, the Rambam writes, Bechol dor vador chayev adam laharos es atzmo, ki ilu hu ba'atzmo yotza atam ishibud mitzrayim. In each generation, a person is obligated to show as if they themselves just left the slavery of Egypt. So there is a mitzvah at the Seder night for a person to illustrate how they themselves left the slavery of Egypt. And Hashem commanded us to do this in the Torah. It says you should remember when you were a slave. Each person should imagine as if they themselves were a slave and they themselves were redeemed and freed from Egypt. So therefore, when a person is eating at the Seder night, each person should recline in the way of freedom. And each and every Jew, men and women, are obligated to drink four cups of wine at the Seder. They cannot drink less than that. So the Rambam explains the whole basis for the halacha of the four cups is in order to show our freedom. We have to live out at the Seder. It's like what we would call method acting. We have to act out the freedom itself. So imagine we were slaves and now we were freed. And as a result of that, we have to act with freedom at the Seder, which includes reclining during the meal, as well as drinking four cups. So that's the Rambam's explanation for these two mitzvahs of Haseba reclining and drinking the four cups, that both of them are intended for each of us to be able to show our own personal journey towards freedom that night.
night. And in the parentheses, Rab Velvel adds that there are two steps to this whole idea. The first is that the Torah said that we each need to illustrate our journey to freedom, and that could be done however you find meaningful. And then the rabbis decreed that it should be done through Haseba and the four cups. So the rabbis taught us how to properly fulfill this mitzvah of the Torah. And the source for what the Rambam is saying is the phrase in the Gemara in Psachim, Kuftes and Kufyud Zayin, Arba Kosi Takin Rabbanan Derech Cheirus. That the rabbis set up four cups of wine in order to show freedom. So that's the source for the Rambam's view of this mitzvah. And this fits in beautifully because the Rambam holds, as we just saw, that the mitzvah is to drink the four cups. So the point of that mitzvah, meaning the drinking of the four cups, is to show freedom. So the Rambam is very consistent. He understands that the purpose of the four cups at the Seder is to show freedom. And that's why each person has to drink their own four cups in order to fully show their freedom. Now, even according to the Rambam, he agrees that there is a bracha on each of the cups. And this comes from the Gemara in Psach and Kuf Yud Zayin. The Gemara says that even though the four cups are to show freedom, kol chad vechad navid be mitzvah. Each one is its own mitzvah. So the explanation of that is that even though the purpose of the whole mitzvah altogether is to show freedom, but even so it has to be done in a certain way that each cup on its own requires a bracha. So the Rambam certainly agrees with Tosvos that each of the four cups has its own bracha, but while Tosvos holds that that's the essence of the four cups, the bracha that goes with each cup, according to the Rambam, the essence of the cups is drinking them in order to show freedom, but the way the rabbis establish this is that each of the cups has its own bracha. So now we come to the explanation of the language of the Gemara of Cherus and Arbakosos. So the way to understand this is that if someone drinks all four cups at the same time, so they did not make the four separate brachas. So the Gemara says, Yedei Arbakosos lo yatsa. They did not fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups, which refers to the fact that they did not make the proper brachas. And that's how the Magid Mishnah in the seventh chapter of Chametz Matzah understands this, that according to the Rambam, Shasan Bivas Achas, he drank the four cups at once, means that he had four separate cups. It's not talking about all the wine in one cup. There were four different cups, but he drank them all at the same time, meaning he didn't space them out throughout the Seder and drink them in the proper place with the proper bracha. So that's the problem in this case, that he fulfilled the drinking of the four cups, but he did not do the four brachas. So those are the two components of the mitzvah according to the Rambam. One is drinking the four cups, and the second is making the brachas. So when the Gemara says Yedei Arba Kosos, it refers to making the four brachas. And when it says Yedei Cherus, it refers to the other element of the four cups, which is the mitzvah to drink four cups in order to illustrate freedom. So if someone drinks four cups in a row without spacing them out and without making the brachas, 
because the Gemara says that they have fulfilled the mitzvah of the four cups, meaning they showed freedom through drinking four cups of wine. That element of the four cups they did fulfill. But Yedei Arba Kosos, the brachas that go along with each cup, which is according to Tosos, the main part of the mitzvah. According to the Rambam, it's not the main part, but it is one of the two parts of the mitzvah. So that component of the mitzvah they have not fulfilled because they did not make the proper brachas. So that's the explanation of that line in the Gemara. So now in the reverse case, where he drank undiluted wine, just the syrup, so there the Gemara says the opposite, that he fulfilled the Arba Kosos, meaning he made the proper brachas, that component of the mitzvah he did fulfill, but Yedei Cheirus, the aspect that he shows freedom through drinking the wine, that component of the mitzvah he did not fulfill because he did not drink good wine. So this explains what the phrase Cheirus means according to the Rambam and what the contrast is with the phrase Arba Kosos. The question had been, what do those two phrases mean and how can one fulfill Cheirus without fulfilling Arba Kosos? So the answer now is that according to the Rambam, there are two major components of the mitzvah of the four cups. One is the brachas, which according to Tosfos is the main point. And the second is to show freedom through drinking four cups of nice wine. So if someone drinks four cups at the proper time of undiluted syrupy wine, so they fulfilled the brachas, which is called arbakosos, but they do not fulfill cheirus, they have not shown freedom through drinking the syrup wine. The other way, if they drink good wine, but all four cups at once, so they fulfilled the cheirus, that aspect of the mitzvah they did perform because they drank four cups of wine, but they didn't fulfill arba kosos, which refers to the brachas when each cup is drunk at the right time in the Seder. So that's the view of the Rambam. That's how he interprets this Gemara. The conceptual idea is that there are two major components to the mitzvah of the four cups. And then the Gemara contrasts that drinking syrup wine versus drinking all four cups at once are total opposites and each of them he fulfills one aspect but not the other. So the Rambam's idea that there is a mitzvah to drink four cups of wine at the Seder in order to show freedom is also the key for understanding how he understands this Gemara according to the version of the riff. Now, Tosos, as we've seen, disagrees. He maintains that the purpose of the four cups is the same as Kiddush, and the purpose is the brachas. So now in the fourth paragraph, Rab Velvel returns to Tosfos to explain his approach to this halacha. So Tosfos comments that when the Gemara says that you should not drink undiluted wine, it sounds like it should be diluted with water. And also in the Gemara in Brachos, it says that everyone agrees a kos shall bracha, any wine for a bracha, shouldn't be used until he pours water into it. So both of the Gemaras seem to say that it's better to dilute the water. The question is that the Gemara in Brachos also says that one of the ten features of a koshal bracha is that it should be undiluted. So how does that fit in? There seems to be a contradiction. So Rabbeinu Tam answered that the wine should be diluted, but it should be a little stronger than usual. Normally people dilute it very much. That's the normal way of drinking the wine. Wine, but for the koshal bracha, it should be diluted, but stronger than usual. So that's the way to square the two gemaras. One is saying that it should be diluted, which is true. And the other is saying that it should not be so diluted. It should be stronger wine than usual. 
So what's clear is that Tosvos sees this halacha of the four cups that they should be diluted in line with the regular halacha of how to dilute wine for a koshal bracha. That's why Tosvos is comparing all the Gemaras that are talking about the cup for benching along with the Gemaras that are talking about the four cups because it's the same fundamental halacha. So this is Tosvos consistent with his overall view that the four cups at the Seder are in the general halachas of koshal bracha. So the same is with diluting it, that it works the same in all cases. But says Rab Velvel, the language of the Gemara actually seems to indicate something a little different. That diluting the wine for the four cups is a special halacha not due to koshal bracha but due to the four cups themselves which require cheirus. There's an element of freedom that is not fulfilled with syrupy wine. And in the parentheses, he adds that someone showed him that in the Vilna Gon's commentary on Arachayim Simen Reish Ein Beis Sifkat Ches, he makes the same comment that diluting the wine of the four cups is different because it has to do with freedom. So now Tosvos, who doesn't read it this way, so he must understand that when the Gemara says that syrupy wine does not fulfill Cheirus, it doesn't mean that that's the main problem with syrupy wine. The main problem is that it's not fit for koshal bracha. And then the Gemara is adding that it doesn't fulfill cheirus, meaning it's not an ideal way to do the mitzvah, which is the way the Rashbam explains that phrase. So that's how Tosvos also understands it, that the Gemara is saying that using undiluted wine is not ideal. And that's in fact the whole reason why it shouldn't be used for every koshal bracha. So according to Tosos, the Gemara is not saying anything different than the regular halacha that for a koshal bracha, which includes the four cups, you should use good wine, which is diluted, but a little bit strong. That's the way Tosos understands that line. But the Rambam in Chametzumatza Zion Tess understands it differently. He writes, Arba limzog osan areva. The four cups have to be diluted so the person enjoys drinking them. Everything depends on the person drinking it and the wine. So a person should dilute it to the point where they're going to enjoy it. So the Rambam here seems to be saying that when the Gemara says there's a halacha to dilute the wine for the four cups, it's a special halacha in the Arba Kosos. It's not the regular old halacha of diluting wine for a koshal bracha. It's a specific halacha in order to enjoy the four cups to be derech cheirus. And even more so, the Rambam doesn't say that this is a halacha in the cup. It's not about the wine being a certain quality. It's about the person drinking it. So the key point of this halacha is that the person drinking it should enjoy it. It's not that undiluted wine is a lower quality and it's not fit to be used for the mitzvah. It's that the person drinking it is not going to enjoy it. And part of the mitzvah of the four cups is that the person should enjoy it as much as possible. So that's why there's a special halacha that the wine should be diluted in such a way that's going to make it the most enjoyable for the person drinking it. And that depends on the person and the type of wine that they're drinking. So according to the Rambam, this is a totally personalized halacha. Whatever dilution is going to allow this person to enjoy the wine as much as possible. So says Rab Velvel, this debate between the Rambam and Tosfos now fits in perfectly with his overall approach. 
Tosvos, who as we saw holds that the main point of the four cups is to make the brachas. It's not the act of drinking the wine. So according to Tosvos, the four cups are the same as any koshal bracha. The wine has to be of a certain quality, but it doesn't matter what this person specifically enjoys drinking. The point is that they should not have syrupy wine because it's not befitting a bracha. So they have to dilute the wine in order to make it of a certain quality, which is fitting for a bracha. But there's no difference between the criteria for a regular koshal bracha versus the four cups of the Seder. So that's why Tosvos in his discussion compares the Gemaras which discuss diluting the wine for the benching cup with the Gemaras that discuss diluting the four cups. The Rambam, on the other hand, holds that there is an added component to the four cups, not only the brachas, but also enjoying the wine in order to show freedom. So according to the Rambam, that component makes it that the wine should be as enjoyable as possible. Because the way to show freedom is by drinking wine that this person enjoys. So that's exactly what the Gemara means, that if someone drinks syrupy wine, they fulfilled the Arba Kosos, meaning they made all the brachas in their proper places, but they did not fulfill Cherus, the freedom aspect of it. The second component, which shows freedom through drinking good wine, this person did not fulfill. So this issue, whether the diluting of the wine for the four cups is the same as every koshal bracha, or it has its own criteria, fits in with the overall debate between the Rambam and Tosvos, whether the four cups are the same as any koshal bracha. The point is the bracha, or according to the Rambam, there's a second component to enjoy the wine in order to show freedom. So Reb Velvel points out that there are actually two different debates between the Rambam and Tosvos. One is if someone drinks undiluted wine, according to Tosvos, they fully fulfilled the mitzvah of the four cups. There is nothing lacking in the mitzvah of the four cups, but it wasn't an ideal mitzvah. They should have diluted it in order to do the mitzvah nicely. But there's nothing actually wrong with the mitzvah. It's just not a mitzvah minam muvchar. Whereas the Rambam holds that they are missing half the mitzvah. Yes, it's true that they made the brachas, but they did not fulfill a key component of the four cups, which is to show freedom. So according to the Rambam, they are missing half the mitzvah in that case. The second debate is where someone drinks all four cups at the same time. So according to Tosvos, they did not fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups at all. They did nothing. All they did is enjoy yantif, simchas yom tov, which is a mitzvah to drink wine on yantif. But they did nothing in terms of the mitzvah of the four cups. They only fulfilled a totally different mitzvah. Whereas again, the Rambam disagrees and he holds that they did fulfill half the mitzvah, which is the mitzvah to drink four cups of wine at the Seder in order to show freedom. They did not fulfill the other component of making the four brachas on those cups, but they did fulfill half the mitzvah. So in both of those cases, Tosos understands that they either did all or nothing because there's only one component to the mitzvah of the four cups. Whereas the Rambam, because he has two layers of the mitzvah of the four cups, so in each case he understands that half of the mitzvah was fulfilled and half was not. Now, in the fifth paragraph, Reb Velvel comes to the practical halacha. The Ramah, in his comments to the Shulchan Arach and Simon Tufpei Gimel, rules that if someone does not have wine for the Seder, so they can use Hamar Medina, 
which is the fancy liquids of that society, whatever is considered nice in that society. According to some poskim, it might need to be alcoholic, but the basic idea is that someone can replace the wine if they don't have wine with a nice liquid and fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups that way. So now Reb Velvel comments that this seems to fit with Tosfos, but not according to the view of the Rambam. Because the Gemara in Pesachim Kuf Zayin says that you can use Hamar Medina, this replacement liquid for Havdalah. So that would mean you can use it for any Kos Shal Bracha. So if someone does not have wine for Kiddush or Havdalah, there's a lot of details obviously, but in theory they can replace it with Hamar Medina. But from that Gemara, we only learn that the kos shal bracha aspect of the mitzvah can be replaced with another liquid. It does not necessarily need to be wine. But according to the Rambam, there is a second component to the mitzvah of the four cups, which is cheros, that it has to show freedom. So in order to do so, everyone has to drink four cups of wine. And the key part of the mitzvah is drinking the cup. And there we have no source saying that it can be any liquid other than wine. So in order to fulfill the component of the four cups, which is cheros, it's possible that it must be wine and no substitute is going to go. It's the parallel of undiluted wine where the Gemara says, according to the Rambam, that he fulfills the brachas, Yedei Arbakosos, but he does not fulfill Cheros because he did not drink good wine. So drinking Hamar Medina could be the same, that it fulfills the brachas, but it does not fulfill the Cheros aspect of the four cups. So according to the Rambam, this ruling is not so simple, that if one doesn't have wine, then they should use Hamar Medina at the Seder, because that only fulfills one component of the four cups, but not the entire thing. Whereas according to Tosfos, in that case, they have fulfilled the mitzvah, because Hamar Medina is a valid substitute for wine for a koshal bracha. So it seems like the Ramah's ruling only fits according to Tosfos, not the Rambam. But then Rav Velvel points out that the Ramah is talking about a very unideal situation where there is no wine. So the Ramah is not saying that someone sitting at their Seder who has wine available to them can substitute it for Hamar Medina. The Ramah is saying if someone does not have wine, so they have no ability to do this mitzvah properly, so then at least they should use Hamar Medina because they'll get half the mitzvah even if they don't get the whole thing. So even the Ramah might agree that Hamar Medina should not ordinarily be used, but in this pressing circumstance where there's no wine available for the Seder, so then with Hamar Medina, at least you can make the brachas, even if you don't fulfill the cherus aspect of the mitzvah. So basically, according to Rab Velvel's analysis in the Rambam, that there are two components to the mitzvah of the four cups. One is the regular koshal bracha, that we make a bracha on each of the cups. And then there's an additional component to show freedom through drinking the four cups. So according to that analysis, Rab Velvel is saying that the ruling of the Ramah, that one can use Hamar Medina as a substitute for wine at the Seder, only applies if there is no wine. But anyone who can get wine should get wine because Hamar Medina does not fulfill the whole mitzvah. It only is a substitute for the bracha aspect, but it does not replace the cherus part. It's the same as undiluted wine, which fulfills the brachas, but it does not fulfill the cherus. So that's Rav Velvel's practical ruling based on this analysis that one should not use Hamar Medina if possible for the four cups. And then he ends this piece and he quotes in the final paragraph that he afterwards found 
found that the rush in a tshuva in Klal Chafhei already preceded him on this point that there are two components to the mitzvah of the four cups. One is the mitzvah to drink wine and the other is to drink four cups. So when the Gemara says that a person has to drink a majority of the cup, it refers to the obligation to drink wine. But in terms of the obligation of the four cups, that they could have all shared together. So the rush is making this basic point that there are two parts to the mitzvah. One is to drink the four cups, which is like any koshal bracha, that multiple people can drink the cup together. But then there's an added component of yayin that each person has to drink a cup of wine. So that requires that each person drink a majority of the cup on their own. So we see from this rush that he understands the phrase yidei yayin yatza, that he fulfills the mitzvah of wine, not to refer to the mitzvah of simchas yom tov, a totally different mitzvah to enjoy yantif by drinking wine, which is how the Rashbam and Tosfos understand it, but rather the Rush understands that it's referring to a component within the mitzvah of the four cups, that there's an obligation to drink the wine as part of that mitzvah, and that can only be performed through actually drinking the cup. That's like the Rambam said, that there's a mitzvah to drink the cups, and then there's another element of the mitzvah to make the four brachas, like any koshal bracha, that we make brachas on this cup. And the rush brings a proof from this to other koshal brachas, like benching or kiddush or havdalah, that a person only needs to drink melo lugmav, not the full cup, because they don't have the second component of the four cups at the Seder, which requires drinking a majority of the cup. So in a regular koshal bracha, you only have to drink malo lugmav. So this analysis of the rush is really exactly the way Rab Velvel understood the Rambam, the dual components of the mitzvah of the four cups. The only difference is that they have a slightly different version of the Gemara. So according to the rush, it calls it yedei yayin, the obligation of wine. And according to the Rambam, it calls it yedei cherus, the obligation of freedom. But they're both understanding it the same way, that there is an obligation to drink four cups of wine in order to show freedom. And that's in addition to the other component of the mitzvah to make the four brachas on each of the cups. So the rush is saying the same idea as the Rambam, that there is the dual component within the mitzvah of the four cups. There is a mitzvah to drink each cup and a mitzvah like any koshal bracha to make the bracha. And the only difference between them is that the rush has the version of the Gemara of Tosfos, which has the word Yedeyayin, and the Rambam has the Rif's version, which has Yedeycherus, but both of those versions could be explained similarly. Now, Tosvos, the Rashbam, Rashi, they have a different version than the Rambam, and they choose to explain it differently, as Rav Velvel explained at length. So according to them, there is no second component that there's a mitzvah to drink the cup. According to them, there is only a mitzvah to make the bracha on each of the cups, and then obviously some wine has to be drunk, but that could be a malo lugmav, like every koshal bracha, and one person could fulfill the mitzvah on behalf of others. So they see this whole halacha totally differently because they're missing the second component of showing freedom through drinking the four cups. According to them, Yidei Yayin refers to a totally different mitzvah to enjoy yantif by drinking wine.
wine, and Yidei Cheros means that it's not a mitzvah min hamuvchar, the person totally fulfilled the mitzvah, but not in an ideal way. So that's the overarching debate between the Rambam and Tosfos, whether the four cups are like any koshal bracha, or they have a second additional component. Now, there's something very important in this piece that Rab Velvel doesn't really highlight, but it's in the background of what he's saying, which is one of the key sources in the Rambam for the whole approach that Rab Velvel develops is where the Rambam uses the phrase Chayev Adam Laharos Es Atzmo, that a person has to show themselves being free. So the Mishnah in Psachim has this phrase, Chayev Adam Liros Es Atzmo, but the Rambam famously has a little bit of a different version, Leharos, that a person has to show their freedom. So based on that, many Sephardim have the custom to do things at the Seder that illustrate, that act out leaving Egypt. So they dress up in costumes and they walk around the table as if they're leaving. So they actually act out the leaving from Egypt because that's the Rambam's version of the Mishnah, Leharos, that a person has to show that they are free. Now, the other version of the Mishnah is Liros, that a person has to imagine. So a person doesn't need to actually act it out. They need to imagine in their mind that they were a slave and then they were freed from Egypt. So it's very possible that this debate Rab Velvel's developing between the Rambam and Tosvos boils down to the issue of which version of the Mishnah you have. And it all hinges on this one letter, hey. According to the Rambam, that it's Laharos, so a person has to show their freedom. And the way to do that, as the Rambam says, is by reclining and drinking the four cups. Whereas Tosfos has the version Liros, that a person doesn't have to do anything on the outside. They don't have to act it out. They just need to imagine it in their mind. So that's why Tosfos doesn't connect the four cups or reclining with this idea. According to Tosfos, the four cups are just the regular Kos Shalbrach. Because there is no need to act out the freedom. So that's why they don't agree with the Rambam that drinking four cups of wine at the Seder is in order to show freedom. Now, obviously, Tosfos understands that drinking the four cups is also connected with the freedom of the Seder. That's the way we illustrate freedom and enjoy ourselves by reclining and drinking good wine. But according to Tosfos, that's all an outcome of the mitzvah. In other words, the rabbis told us how to celebrate the Seder, and one of the outcomes of that is that we're going to enjoy and recline and drink good wine. But that's not the basis for the halacha. Whereas the Rambam who holds that there is a special halacha to show and to act out our freedom. So according to him, the wine and the reclining is also connected with that. And that's a major component of why we drink the four cups. So this is a very important and broad debate that Rab Velvel's developing between the Rambam and Tosfos. And again, it might connect with the whole issue of Liros versus Laharos. But either way, there's a very fundamental debate about the four cups and whether it's a Kos Shal Bracha or it's something more, it's a way to show our freedom. And this also ties in with the previous piece where Rab Velvel developed a debate whether the way to show freedom is through performing the mitzvahs of the Seder or there's something over and above that. So again, Tosos is focusing on performing the mitzvahs. That is the way we show true freedom, that we're able 
able to serve Hashem, whereas the Rambam believes that there are components over and above that, like reclining and drinking the four cups, not only performing the mitzvahs, but also showing freedom more broadly. Now, in one of the Brisker Haggadah's Shiras Halavim from Rab Arya Leib Lopiansky, so beginning on page 445, he goes through this piece of Reb Velvel, and he quotes some interesting discussion about it. The first issue is that Rab Velvel presents the view of Tosvos that he holds the mitzvah of the four cups is about making the brachas, so it's no different than any other koshal bracha. And there are some indications within Tosvos that it's a little more complicated. So first of all, Tosvos on Kufches raises the issue whether someone who drinks the four cups without reclining needs to redo it. Now, if the whole point of the mitzvah is the bracha, so why would someone redo the drinking of the cup with reclining when they already made the bracha? Second, Tosos Ansari Tess, which says that one person can fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups on behalf of others. So that was one of Rab Velvel's main proofs for this whole point. But Tosos ends, that one should be stringent and have four cups of wine for each person person. Now, according to Rab Velvel's interpretation, why is Tosvos suggesting that one should be stringent? We don't say that when it comes to Kiddush or Havdalah, everyone should have their own cup. So why are the four cups different that everyone should drink their own four cups? And similarly, Tosvos, who says that you only need to drink Melo Lugmav, not a majority of the cup, but then he adds, But ideally, one should drink drink a revius. So again, the same question. If Tosvo says that the four cups are the same as any koshal bracha, so we don't say that ideally one should drink a revius of Kiddush or Havdalah or the benching kos, so why are the four cups different that ideally one should drink a revius? So there are some strong indications that even according to Tosvos, the four cups are a bit different than a regular koshal bracha. So that makes it a little more complicated than the way Reb Velvel presents Tosos's view. Now, the stipler in Kehilos Yaakov and Psachim, Simon Samach Dalid, so he asks a question on Reb Velvel's interpretation of Tosvos that the mitzvah of the four cups is about the brachas, because the Gemara says that even those who don't ordinarily bench with the kos, but at the Seder they should use a kos, and that's the third cup that we use, is on benching. Now, according to Tosvos, if you can anyways make the bracha of benching without a cup, which is what these people do all year long. So why suddenly at the Seder do they need to use a cup? The whole point of the third coast, according to Tosvos, is only to make the bracha of benching. So why is it necessary to have the cup when these people anyways bench without a coast? So that's a very good question on Reb Velvel's interpretation of Tosvos as well. Now, he quotes another question from Reb Tzvi Kushalevsky in an article in the Torah journal Moria in Nisan Tavshin Ayin Vav, and he raises a question against Reb Velvel's interpretation of Yidei Arbakosos Lo Yatza, according to the Rambam. So the Gemara said that if someone drank the four cups all together at the same time, they did not fulfill the four cups. So based on the comment of the Magid Mishnah, Reb Velvel understands that to mean that they haven't made the problem 
proper brachas. So the Rambam agrees with Tosfos that one of the points of the four cups is to make the brachas. Now, Reb Tzikoshalevsky points out that if you read the Magid Mishnah's language, and this is even more clear in Rabbeinu David's commentary on Psachim, Kuf Ches Amad Beis, so they actually are emphasizing something a little different. Not that the person didn't make the four brachas, but that they didn't drink the four cups in the place where they belong. So the Seder means order. There's a place where everything is supposed to be done, and there's a time within the Seder when each of the four cups is supposed to be drunk. So someone who drinks them all at the same time did not fulfill that aspect of the four cups of drinking it in its proper place. So that's a little bit of a different approach than the way Rab Velvel formulates that idea. Now, Rav Shach and Aviezri raises a very important issue. He questions Rab Velvel's notion that according to the Rambam, there are two separate aspects of the four cups. One is to drink four cups of wine, and the other is to make the brachas on the four cups. And as Rab Velvel explains the line in the Gemara, one can fulfill one without the other. They could fulfill the mitzvah of drinking the four cups, even though they didn't make the bracha on those four cups. So Rav Shach questions this because he says that it seems to him that these are not two separate concepts. They're both related to each other. So there is a mitzvah to drink the four cups, but specifically the four cups of the bracha. So it's not a mitzvah to drink any random four cups. It's a mitzvah to drink those four cups of bracha, which are at the Seder. So that's different than a regular koshal bracha, where the mitzvah is to make the bracha, not to drink the cup. The drinking is just because once you made the bracha, then you have to drink it, whereas the four cups at the Seder are different. So Rav Shach is agreeing that there is a fundamental difference and there are two components to the four cups that not only are they a kos shal bracha, but they also have to be drunk the entire cup. So there is a difference between the four cups and a kos shal bracha. But according to Rav Shach, within the four cups, you cannot fulfill each of those components on their own. So if someone drinks four cups at the same time, since those are not the kos shal bracha, they would not fulfill the obligation of the four cups either. So that's another important perspective that questions Rab Velvel's analysis. And then finally, he quotes from a sefer, Yerach Limoadim, that he questions the view of the rush. So this is a very obvious issue within this piece that in the beginning of the piece, Rab Velvel seems to group the rush together with Tosvos because the rush holds that one person could fulfill the mitzvah of the four cups for others. And the rush holds you only have to drink Melo Lugma so all of that is along the lines of Tosfos, that the four cups are a regular Koshal Bracha. But then in the last paragraph, suddenly Rab Velvel says that the Rush agrees with the Rambam's perspective that there is a mitzvah to drink the four cups in addition to making the Bracha. So there seems to be a contradiction now within the Rush. Does he hold like Tosfos or like the Rambam? Now, I'm not sure how big a deal this is because obviously it's possible that the Rush changed his mind and certainly in his Chuvas, which might have been written later when he already went to Spain. So it's certainly possible that at first he agreed with Tosfos and then later he agreed with the Rambam. But either way, Rab Velvel does not seem too bothered by the issue of what exactly the rush holds. He's bringing proof from different parts of the rush to the two different perspectives that he's articulating. Now, Rab Velvel discusses two other important practical issues. The first issue is using Hamar Medina for the four cups. 
So the Ramah rules very clearly that you could use Hamar Medina, a nice local beverage, instead of wine for the four cups. Now, Reb Velvel limits that halacha very much. He believes that that should only be done as a last resort when there is no wine available, but anyone who has wine should use that instead of any other liquid because you don't fulfill the full mitzvah, according to the Rambam, by using Hamar Medina. Only drinking wine fulfills both aspects of the four cups. Now, the Mishnah Brura in Simen Taf Ayin Bey's Sifkat and Lamed Zayin and the Chayadam also quotes this ruling, they hold that if someone does not like drinking wine or it makes them sick, so such a person is allowed to use Hamar Medina. So this seems to be a more lenient approach than Rab Velvel. They're saying that Hamar Medina is not the ideal way to fulfill this mitzvah, but it does fulfill the mitzvah. According to Rab Velvel, it seems that someone who doesn't like wine should push themselves to drink wine, whereas the Mishnah Brura says that they could use Hamar Medina. So he seems to have a more lenient view of using Hamar Medina for the four cups. The second issue Rab Belville discusses is whether you have to drink a Malo Lugmav of the four cups or a majority of the cup, regardless of how large it is. So the Shulchan Arach in Taf Ayin Bey's test quotes both views on this issue. Tosos' view that you have to drink a Malo Lugmav and the Rambam and the Ramban that you have to drink a majority of the cup. Now, the Mishnah Brura rules that we follow the first view of Tosfos that one only needs to drink a majority of a revius, a Malo Lugmav, not the whole cup. But he does say that it's better to use a smaller cup so you can drink a majority of the cup as the Ramban says to do. Now, it's also worth noting that in the Sefer Orchus Rabbeinu Chelek Bey's page 60, so he quotes that the Stipler and the Chazon Ish did not drink a majority of the cup. They seem to have followed the first view of a Malo Lugmav, not the entire cup, except for the fourth cup where the Stipler did drink the entire cup in order to be able to make a Bracha Achrona. So that's a separate concern. But in terms of the mitzvah of the four cups, they followed the first view of drinking a Malo Lugmav.